Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. UK time. I'm joined this morning by Charlie. How do you doing, mate? You good? You well? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. I mean, today is horrible compared to yesterday and previous days, so it's a bit it's a bit dull today. But uh, hopefully, we'll uh, have some news that isn't as dull as what today is. So yeah, uh, how about you? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, when the day is dull, we're hoping bright uh, Arsenal brighten it up somewhat. So, uh, and that seems to be the case. You know, Arsenal are moving, uh, moves are being made, offers are being made, discussions are being had. We've got lots to talk about regarding transfers, but no matter how fast Arsenal move, it's not going to move as fast as the ball that Bukayo Saka struck into the top corner in yesterday's game between England and North Macedonia. We'll kick off with that. Saka's first hat-trick what a goal and what a game it was for him yeah I think I mean I, I didn't watch the game but I saw his goals I think I mean he's just he's just quality isn't he I, in in an England shirt and an Arsenal shirt he's still kind of like shining as one of the one of the better players in the team and he fully deserves to finally score his first senior hat-trick I can't believe he actually hasn't done it in an Arsenal shirt yet, but I'm sure that now that he's got that, that he's got that kind of like ball rolling of scoring goals. Well, obviously scoring a hat trick in a game. I'm sure he'll do that in an Arsenal shirt very soon. I'll, I'll, I mean, Touchwood will be doing it uh, the season coming. But yeah, three fantastic goals. I mean, the third one was just a, a nice little pass around the keeper, essentially. But the second one. What a hit. That was such a satisfying goal to watch. I mean, the first one was still nice anyway, but the second one was, yeah, incredible. Corner of the box, just a volley. I think it was a volley anyway. Hits it, top corner, and yeah, just absolutely fantastic. And yeah, as I say, he really deserves it. It's been a long time coming that he's actually got his first hat-trick. He's he scored all these goals for Arsenal and he's, He's now scored nine goals for England, I think it is. So, obviously, previous to that, uh, to yesterday's game, he had six. So, he's been fantastic. He's been a goal scorer, everything that every team that he plays for needs. And finally, he's got that hat-trick. And hopefully, he can continue to score hat-tricks for England. Obviously, as I say, score hat-tricks for Arsenal. Keep that kind of goal-scoring record going for England. I don't think he will, but fingers crossed he'll uh, he'll surpass Harry Kane in the amount of goals scored in an England shirt. So, yeah, uh, yeah, as I say, he fully deserves it. What a player! Absolutely, um, I think that you know I I said from the start of the window that the the most important business Arsenal would do in the last kind of two years and maybe looking forward to the next half decade or so is making sure that Saka, Martinelli, Saliba, Gabriel, Ramsdale were all here for the foreseeable future. Um, and that is certainly the case. That's certainly the case with those players. So you've got to give huge credit to the club, to Edu, to Arteta, to Richard Garlick and, and all the other executives, the owners, for making sure that we've committed to those players and got them signed up for the future because that was so important. Um, so Saka here, of course, at least until 2027. Uh, and you'd imagine if things go well, there'd be an expectation of renewing it again uh, with him and taking it even further. Uh, but uh, Arsenal continue to want to bolster their squad and give reason for Saka and Saliba and Co to stay even longer with 
extra uh, competition and recruitment in positions across the pitch. And last night, David Ornstein of The Athletic breaking the story uh, that Urien Timber uh, has received uh, interest from Arsenal, so much so that Arsenal have made a bid to Ajax in the region of £30 million. It's said, however, that Ajax want closer to £50 million to get a deal for Timber over the line. But there is said to be kind of optimism about a compromise. Personal terms aren't said to be a problem. Uh, what do you make of this one, Charlie? I think it would be a very good signing because he is someone that, uh, I mean, I would imagine, I haven't actually really seen him, but I would imagine that he is someone that that is similar to Ben White in terms of he he plays in he plays at centre back for Ajax, but then he can also play out at, at, at right back as well. So he is that similar kind of player to Ben White, and I mean, I, I'm guessing Arteta kind of has this in his mind as well. But the, we've said it so many times. I think I said it yesterday. I've said it that on Thursday, whatever. Rotation is key this season, and it seems that. Yes, I know that Arteta kind of has been trying something new with putting Partey at right back, Kivio at left back, etc., etc. But now that we're kind of getting this interest for Timbar, we've obviously made the offer. He seems to be that person to rotate with the likes of Ben White. You never know, maybe Saliba or Gabriel. He is that player that can as I say, play centre-back, play right-back. And he's obviously had interest, I think it is, from from Ten Hag at Man U. So there's got to be something about him to be able to have this, have the amount of um, interest that he's got into him. And then he's also played in um, international level at, at with Netherlands. He's definitely got something about him and he's obviously quite young as well. So that's another kind of factor to bring into it with Arteta. He is someone, as I say, that can add that extra bit of rotation. Even with Partey, we, as I said, we're trying. It seemed like Arteta was trying something new at the uh, end of last season, and it means that we can play in that kind of like structure. But then we can also play in the structure that we've been playing for the m- majority of the last season. But then also we can play Timber in the Ben White role as well. So we've got kind of three different ways of playing this Arsenal team and in kind of rotating the squad and playing forward in different roles, in different, in different competitions. And I think that is, I think that is very, very crucial for us. And Timber, there is quality about him. As I say, I know that I haven't really watched him, but that doesn't mean that, I don't know that he isn't a very good player, if you know what I mean. And I think, as I said yesterday as well, with uh, I think the rejected bid of Declan Rice, the rejected bid of Havertz, we were expected to go in with a lower bid than what they were asking for, because that is what happens in negotiations for transfers to happen. This is what happens. You go in for a lower fee, see where that kind of leeway is. And as you say, there there might be a kind of compromise on Ajax's end and the personal terms, as you say, won't be a, aren't looking to be a, um, uh, a problem. They say, I would expect that that would kind of, we'd get that over the line. And obviously I would expect that we'd get that over the line before we actually, uh, bid, bid another kind of a fee for him. I would expect, um, sorry. So I reckon, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Ajax do reject that bid. But then again, as we say, that is what happens in negotiations. We'll go again for him. And as you say, and as I just said, that there probably will be a compromise. And 
that is why we're going for a lower bid. And I'm excited that Arsenal are all of a sudden, because it seems like it's come out of nowhere, this interest for Timber. It seems for me that it's just come out of nowhere and we've just bid for him. And that does excite me a little bit because it's like, what else do we not know that's going behind closed doors? What else do we not know about the transfer window? Because who knows, we might come out with... I'm not. I'm not going to go completely extravagant here, but I'm trying to say maybe we'll come out with a bid for just a random bid for someone else that we had no idea about. There wasn't a kind of prior interest that we knew about, and then all of a sudden, oh, we've actually bid for him. You never know; this might happen. And it's as I say, it's exciting. It's mysterious. It's what we've been. What I said yesterday. So it can be. It's kind of these transfers can be a bit of a mystery, and. I think with Timber, it's, it is exciting. And Ben White, I think he do, he doesn't he is someone that does need a rest. We tried, obviously, getting Tomiyasu in that kind of role, but obviously with his liability to injuries, etc., we've obviously played him on the left as well. And I think Ben White is someone that does need a, need a break every so often. He's like Saka, he does need that break because he is a very good player for us, Ben White, but... As I say, that rotation is key. He does need that bit of rest because the liability of Tomiyasu obviously means that Ben White might struggle a little bit. But with the signing of Timba, you never know the the likes of Tomiyasu might want to leave because he's moving down the pecking order a little bit. But So that wouldn't surprise me. But then again, as we've said before, it is reinforcement instead of replacement and I'm sure that Arteta will want Tomiyasu to say. I would I would like Tomiyasu to say as well uh, as Timber if we do sign him. But I can see why Tomiyasu would want to leave if we do sign him because he would meet, be moving down the pecking order a little bit, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I think summed up very well. I think um, regarding Timber, you know, as a player, I when I do kind of these deep dives into players and I look at the statistics and I look at kind of, and I go back through watching clips and, and stuff, which I have been since last night, it was like, I was ready to go to bed last night at 11. And then I saw the link and I was like, ah, oh, I'll stay up another hour and do some digging around and, and stuff like that. But what I would say is that, you know, last season he played exclusively at centre-back for Ajax uh, on the right-hand side. Devin Wrench played at, at right-back and when he wasn't available, they played uh, Sanchez, the Mexican right-back, uh, in there instead. So he seems to be very much as a primary option, this right-sided centre-back, which Arsenal, we know, have wanted to sign. It's un unsurprising Mohamed Simakan is the other player that we're linked to as well because he's very similar that priority-wise he's a, he's a right-sided centre-back and then a right-back after that. So... I look forward to if Arsenal are able to get this deal done, having that competition, that strong competition for for William Saliba. Progressively, he's fantastic on the ball. He's really good. Some all the traits that Arteta likes in in a defender. You know, he's a significant upgrade in in Rob Holding in terms of the technical aspects of his game. Yes, he doesn't have the same height as Saliba and Holding. Yes, aerially, there might be some more questions about that. But, you know, I think you look at Lissandro Martinez at Manchester United, who's been one of the best players, you know, in the league as a centre-back, doesn't need the height. You know, you use the benefits of your own abilities that really are strong to to work in your favour. And, and Timber plays in the same way, you know, as well. But he does have the versatility. He could drop in. You know, Arsenal's style of right-back at the moment really suits the profile of Timber. So I wouldn't be surprised for us to use Timber as a right-back or a right-sided centre-back 
at all. Uh, and I think it offers us great option of rotation. Uh, it's now about whether or not Arsenal can get a deal done. And for 30 million, it's not going to happen. I, I, as so far as I'm aware, Ajax are going to want significantly more than that. It's about whether or not Arsenal can agree that fee. And then also whether or not other clubs come in and compete. Because Manchester United, we heard, were very interested in Yuri and Timber. Um, but they, of course, do still have the likes of Rafael Varane there, uh, playing that right centre-back role. So the immediacy of his availability at Man United is probably similar to that of Arsenal with Saliba. So, And I think the right-back role at Arsenal compared to Man United certainly would be more of an attractive pathway uh, than it would at Man United who play, you know, with the, the Wambasakas, the Damians. Uh, not Damians, sorry. Um, Dallo. That's the player Dallo, I was looking for. Yeah. Damian left ages ago. <laughs> Dallo is the player I was looking for. So, yeah, you know, I play, although AB, AWB is more defence first, he still, you know, moves forward in a more typical right-back style than what Arsenal play with their right-back. So, I think the pathways at Arsenal are much more obvious for Timber than they are at Manchester United. Um, Moving on to Kai Havertz, uh, according to Sammy Mottbell of the Mail, Arsenal have improved their offer. Uh, the offer now stands at £55 million guaranteed with £5 million in add-ons taking up to £60 million. There's been suggestions that Chelsea would be willing to do a deal at £65 million now, so there seems to be a we're reaching a close compromise. Uh, still, people aren't convinced by this deal, convinced by this move, you know, but uh, it seems Arsenal and Arteta are very keen on this uh, and to get it done. And for me, that's kind of enough at this stage for me. You know, I might have my thoughts on players. I might be a little bit questionable on some targets, but they've given me enough reason to trust that they're making the right decisions. What do you think? Yeah, completely. And I think I, I said it yesterday as an example. And with Jorginho, it was like he he wasn't what he used to be uh, towards the end of his Chelsea career. And I was very sceptical about that signing. But with Arteta and Edu, they saw something in him and they were able to bring that out in him in an Arsenal shirt. And because of that, and because of the kind of what they've done to different players, I mean, what Arteta's done with Shaka, kind of bringing them out of their shell and playing them in the correct positions, playing them, and I say playing them in the correct positions, I think that would be very key for Havertz and kind of how we'd play him. That is definitely a very key kind of bit of information for us because obviously Havertz as an out-and-out -out striker for Chelsea doesn't score enough and he isn't that kind of out-and-out -out striker. So I reckon that Arteta would have a kind of like different plan for him. I wouldn't be surprised if he is to start for us in a kind of striker position he would be someone that would drop back a little bit for us we've seen it with Gabriel Jesus he's dropped back for us kind of received the ball deeper and then brought it forward and Havertz I'm sure would actually I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of thrives in that position we've seen him obviously as a kind of attacking midfielder at Bayer Leverkusen and that was where he kind of thrived but then also at Bayer Leverkusen he has undoubtedly not much at all. But I saw a video uh, last night on social media. He has actually played in a number eight position, in a box-to-box -box position at Bayer Leverkusen before. So he's not inexperienced in that role if Arteta is to bring him into that. I'm not going to say that he was amazing there, uh, etc. I'm not going to say that he has so much experience there, whatever, because he doesn't. He is more of an attacking kind of, of midfielder. But what I'm saying is he has the... Versus, he, he kind of has a bit of versatility about him. And 
I'm going to mention it again, the rotation. If Havertz does play up front, then it means that Gabriel Jesus can play out of the right. Saka have a rest finally. And even Odegaard, maybe because Odegaard will need a rest as well. We, I mean, we've been saying, oh yeah, Saka will need a rest. Odegaard will need a rest because he is such a key player for us. He's as key, even maybe even more key than what Saka is for Arsenal. Obviously, that's for you to debate in the comments, in the chat. But, Havertz might need to kind of step in for Odegaard. Odegaard might need a bit of a rest every so often because, as I say, he is so important for us. But then also Havertz does have the experience in the Champions League. I'm not going to say that he was a fantastic player for Chelsea, but he did, he he scored in the Champions League final. He scored a winning goal in the Champions League final. And that is a, per, that is a player that Arsenal need in their ranks. We need someone that has been there, done it and won it. And... I am, but I am still going to be a tiny bit sceptical about it because he isn't actually. I mean, he hasn't been amazing over the past couple of seasons for Chelsea. But I reckon that that is because he hasn't been playing in the position that he that he needs to, the position that he thrives in. And as I say, that that versatility that he brings. Yes, I know that he, I just said that he isn't an out and out striker, but he does still add a bit of versatility to his game. He can drop back a little bit if he's if he's um. If he's, the, if he's a striker, he can drop back a little bit. But then at Chelsea, there were points where he was a lone striker. There were points where he, he was on his own. And with Arsenal, that wouldn't be the case. Art, um, Martinelli and Saka will be beside him constantly. They'll be beside him running, a, running down the wing with him. So he won't have to do everything on his own. And I think that might actually help Arsenal a little bit with Shaka and um, sorry that might help Havertz going forward if he is to actually sign for Arsenal um I think with the bid I, as you say it, it seems like 65 million would be the 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 deal to be agreed but I'm happy with a 60 million pound bid I, I'm I'm very happy with that because I don't I don't want to spend too much money on him for then him for him to then be a flop so I think 60 million is a decent second bid I think we'll find out what's going to happen after the international break. I think that's what's going to. I think if we, I reckon if we're to sign him, it would be after the international break. So, I think I, I, I'm surprised. I think I saw in the chat that it seems it's weird that Havertz is kind of. It seems like Havertz is closer than what Declan Rice is, and I, I'm surprised about that as well. The fact that we haven't got Declan Rice over the line first before Havertz, because it seemed like we were going to get. Declan Rice and then move on to other kind of other players to bring in. But that being said, I am not mad about that at all. We're still confident about Declan Rice. We said it yesterday, even though there has been a bit rejected. I mean, you said it, there hasn't been any kind of news in terms of other teams linked with him. And as you said, good news, um, no news is good news in this kind of instance because there aren't any other clubs kind of willing to make that bid for him. So Arsenal are still at the front of the race for Rice. And as I say, I'm not mad about the fact that if we bring Havertz in, we're still at the front of the race for Declan Rice. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit less sceptical about this Havertz uh, transfer now as to what I was when I first heard the news. So I think, I think this could actually be a good signing eventually for Arsenal. Absolutely. Um, I think that 
this deal is one that comes with risk and we have to accept that and you know until we see what happens if it happens with Kai Havertz with the club uh I'm kind of going to hold judgment on it you know I, I know what he's capable of I know what his struggles are you know, and I know that the club want him and I've got reason to trust what the club want to do in the market with players because they've given me plenty of reason to trust what they want to do with players. So I'm going to hold my judgment till then. You know, for those that want to say is this, is that, you know, and make their conclusions now, I think you're very brave. You know, I respect your bravery, but I think you're very brave to do so. Um, and I'm, you know, looking forward to seeing Havertz, hopefully, and I hope that those doubters and critics of him out there are as well, hopefully looking to, to prove you all wrong. And I hope that turns out to be the case. And if he's not, certainly we'll be sitting here and questioning why Arteta felt that that was the right move because it's not worked out. But until that time comes, you've got to back the guy and I hope that he succeeds massively so at Arsenal. We'll continue to bring you any updates, of course, that we do have. You'll be able to find uh, our updates and daily offering on football.london. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow. Well, uh, I won't be, but I, I know that Charlie and uh, potentially Umar will be back uh, tomorrow. Um, so I look forward to that. He's had a very good time, you know, jet setting around North America. <laughs> Lucky guy. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll see you my back on the show very soon. And uh, I'll be back with you guys on Thursday. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Charlie, thank you as always for your time as well. Thank you for having me and thank you for everyone watching and listening. Indeed. Enjoy your Tuesdays. Uh, hopefully the weather's going to take a good turn uh, a little bit later on today. Uh, we will see you then. And uh, as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh!